The most amazing news recently was the release of the January 6th tapes, which had not been released <laughs> uh, because they were fought against by Congress. Um, you know, looking at Devin right now, he looks pretty pissed off, and he really is. I mean, I, and I don't blame him. I'm, I'm pretty outraged about what I've seen. The fact that they try to hide this information, they thought that they had a good thing going. Uh, they were control of Congress. They decided to, that they don't need to release anything other than the most uh, salacious, most violent uh, clips that they can without any context whatsoever. And then, of course, they had only, uh, you know, uh, super friendly, pro-Democrat, uh, you know, anti-Trump select committee evaluating do this kangaroo court uh, to evaluate what really happened on January 6th. And how could they have? They were 40,000 hours of tapes, of video that we now see uh, shows that many of these people that were arrested were very peaceful. Uh, they were invited into the Capitol. Uh, a lot of them went into the Capitol as a reaction to being shot at um, by, with, with what, the smoke guns or whatever. Not, not real bullets, of course, but dangerous stuff nonetheless. Um, and they, you know, had to move, move around. Um, implying in, in intent and uh, terrorism charges. There, there were five people who died. Uh, one was actually bad, bad, but she was actually murdered by a Capitol Police guy who likes to think of himself as a hero. Um, yeah, yeah, he saved the he saved the Capitol from Ashley Babbitt. I got it. Okay, yeah, military <laughs> hero herself. Um, but anyway, then uh, three guys, maybe four, who killed themselves after being charged with um, some sort of you know trespass or even terrorism charges. Uh, you know, after having cop to a plea uh, and then only being, to, you know, and then it was a bait and switch. And then they said they were going to saddle him with terrorism charges for another nine years. So he killed himself. Um, the guy was, you could see the video of him that, that was not previously released, just walking, you know, peacefully, you know, uh, Capitol Police doing nothing. Um, they let him walk through. Some, somehow this is going to be a major crime, really. Uh, it's, it's really shocking. And then you hear all these reports of congressmen, congresswomen saying, oh, the release of these tapes is a national security issue. How so? How? You mean the truth, right? That, that, that's, that's how so. That's the last thing they want. They, they're happy to release the, the tapes which suggest that the Capitol rioters were, or I don't even want to call them rioters, um, that the Capitol trespassers were super violent. They're happy to, to release that. But when it comes to any other tape, that they're not, they can't abide. No, no, no. That's a matter of national security all of a sudden. It's pathetic. That's what I say, pathetic. And, and it's transparent as well. I, I, I find it shocking. I've always said the, uh, the, the Appalachian insurrection, uh, insurrection was, was totally wrong. Um, they could call it the great trespass of 2020, 2021. Uh, but otherwise, it's obscene. And they've got a lot of explaining to do. I think it is a farce. Uh, it's an incredible shanda upon America. Uh, we look ridiculous before the eyes of the world uh, and should look ridiculous. Uh, the, the attempt to weaponize that moment in time against the uh, Republican Party, basically, the MAGA party, they want to say, the extreme MAGAs. These are the extreme MAGAs? Oh, okay. You know what? They don't really do very much, do they? They, they certainly didn't bring any... Um, uh, weapons or anything of the sign of that sort. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Devin, you can weigh in on this, but it seems to me that they've got a lot of explaining to do, and this will go down in history, like uh, Sebastian Gorka said, or as a Victor Davis Hanson who said, uh, in the same way as the farce that the Russian collusion investigation was and has uh, proved out to be. We're also learning that the uh, that there were federal agents. Uh, you know, embedded in that group, uh, when the head of the FBI could not tell us whether and how many federal agents were actually embedded in it, um, that that prevented him from a perjury charge. Uh, I understand that he needed to do that, <laughs> but uh, but this way he could say, "Well, I, I don't know the exact number, if there is a number or anything else." He, he had no clue. Like you, you should know this. After all this time, you should know. Maybe you didn't know at the time. I get that. But you should know now. 
Exactly. And when you contrast this, especially with the tapes that are coming out with all the Antifa, all the violence, all the destruction, and nothing happened to them. Bill Barr, ostensibly a Republican, we all thought he was honest at the time, but did no prosecution. And then they throw the book at people who are forced in, invited in, have no clue that they're doing anything wrong. And they keep that information from us like it's their information. Our government's for the people, of the people, by the people. It's our information. They have no right to keep our information from us. They, they don't. Uh, the additional stuff that you just mentioned, Antifa, um, you know, th- these are people who saw an opportunity to make uh, Republicans and conservatives look awful. Uh, and they pretended to be Republicans. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was just a charade. Look, I mean, it's very similar to what we're seeing now when it comes to the Hamas uh, riots and uh, the, their demonstrations there. Uh, I saw a quote-unquote orthodox rabbi uh, saying that this genocide against the innocent Palestinians must stop. Uh, however, I can recognize an Arabic accent. Okay, I know the difference between an Israeli accent and an Arabic accent. This guy was no Orthodox Jew. And he had he had he had these wild eyes, you know. Like no Orthodox Jews don't look like that. They they don't have that kind of singularity of anger that uh, you see in these Hamas terrorists. They are happy. The Hamas terrorists they look crazy. I mean, they, the Jews must be killed from the river to the sea, and, and, and they, they, they throw their arms around. An Orthodox rabbi talks about things in a much more nuanced way. We have to consider the many issues involved, one, two, and three. But if they say this, then why, why not say that? You know, it's, it's always a question, right? It's always understanding the issues. Um, and this guy was no Orthodox rabbi. Right, so they embedded in that demonstration uh, a guy that pretended to be an Orthodox rabbi. He was no Orthodox rabbi. Why wouldn't they do this? They, they, first of all, they knew that January sixth was going to happen. They knew there was going to be a big demonstration there because Trump had invited them to come. So let's demonstrate in front of the Capitol on January sixth. It's going to be glorious. Uh, it's going to be wild. I think he actually said, and that that part he definitely got right. Um, and. Uh, so people knew ahead of time. It wasn't, you know, they had weeks in advance to talk about it because November, uh, whatever it was, the November election it had already occurred two months before. And now they're planning this demonstration on January 6th. Um, and what a, what a great day that would be to do so. Right. So they had planned, you know, they're, they're going to, you, you think that the Antifa people and the feds for that matter, and the Democrats didn't think ahead of time about how they can exploit this situation. I mean, I, I, do, I do blame Trump a little bit because, not because he had the demonstration, that he didn't see that this would be a possibility, that people would manipulate the situation and try to galvanize people into, you know, anger and riots and such like that. And some people were. Uh, some people were manipulated. But they, I don't think, I don't even think the Democrats thought that they, they had what they had. I mean... It really is. A, it's an amazing thing. Look, uh, we will see how this how this plays out. God willing, Trump will be reelected, or some Republican will be elected uh, re- elected at this point. And if that happens, there will be a lot of um, hand wringing and uh, overturning of a lot of these convictions. Uh, and the evidence just demands it. It just does. Th- these tapes are killer. Remember the, the tape, by the way, whatever the guy, the guy with the horns and kind oh, of the yeah, face, yeah, yeah. face painting. By the way, he's running for Congress. He actually sounds incredibly intelligent. The, the guy, I mean, really, yeah, no, yeah. he's just really cogent and, and such. And, and he says, look, I regret. I apologize for being there. I shouldn't have put my feet up on the table or whatever he did. Um, but the things that went on there are absurd. So um, the reason why he got out was because of the tapes that showed that he didn't do anything. So look, what what the feds have done is really inexcusable. All right, I want to move on to another very important topic, which is $10 billion released from frozen assets of Iran in Iraq, okay? 
Uh, now, <laughs> you may be saying to yourself, how could the Biden administration be so stupid as to release $10 billion after having released $6 billion, which no doubt helped fund, in fact, maybe exclusively fund, the Hamas attacks of October 7. I, how, how could they do this? And it's only a month after the October 7 attacks that they agreed to, to unfreeze this $10 billion. How could they do this? So here's the talking point from the Democrats. They will say, no, 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 it's, you know, the Iraqi people need this, uh, you know, they, they need the money so they can get somehow funding for their medical supplies and, and some food, and, and this, is, this benefits the Iraqis. Uh, like, I don't, I don't understand the, how this plays out, but whatever, that's an argument. Somehow that there's an innocent explanation for this. Okay, let's say there's an innocent explanation. What the frig about the timing? How, how could you possibly think the optics of this looks good? Oh, yeah, we'll release it, uh, you know, only a month after these, one of the most horrific attacks in history, uh, modern history at least. And, uh, and, and we know it looks weird, but I think the public will understand. Yeah, they will. No, they don't. It looks really, really weird. It looks very awkward. And the question is, why? I mean, there's two questions. Why were they unfrozen? And why did they agree to unfreeze it now? When they did, literally a month away from the October 7 attacks. What do you think? Right? I mean, I, here's my reasoning. One, I, one, it could be that there's money involved. There's a kickback. Yeah. Uh, I think Devin is a fan of that theory. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. There's something to that. One, one thing we know, it's not innocent. It's not for the Iraqi people. Okay? Because if it were, then you would expect a better explanation of that to the American people as to why they're unfreezing the $10 billion. And it doesn't explain the when. Okay? So we need to have some... Okay, here's the only thing that explains both, in my mind. Okay? That maybe there's another theory that also explains both, but this does explain both. Look, we know that Biden's on the take. Okay, I mean, let, let's be honest about this. He's on the take. He uh, received some $20 million from China. It's all coming out now with all the LLCs. Let's not pretend. Okay, you can, you can say what you want uh, as your talking points when you're up on the podium with Jean-Pierre, um, Karine Jean-Pierre, fine, I get it. Uh, but between you and me and, and, and our Democrat friends, let, let's face it, this looks really, really crappy. All right. So he also took money from Romania. We know that he took money from Ukraine. Okay, a lot of manipulation going on there. The whole billion dollars thing with, you know, we won't give you the, million, the billion dollars unless you fire this prosecutor who happened to be looking into the Burisma, um, a company which just happened to be the company on which Hunter Biden, his son, sat on the board. Okay, weird, weird stuff, okay? I'm sure there's nothing, nothing going on there, but nevertheless, Okay, we, we all know what's really going on. The big guy and everything else. We also now know from emails that he was using pseudonyms to, to collect money and transfer money. Okay, so this guy's in the business of being on the take. Why, why would he not be on the take from Iran? Why not? Why, why do you think he's, he's gunning so hard for the Iranian deal and to not enforce sanctions against Iran and so forth? Why? why? Because he's on the freaking take, that's why. It's my opinion, okay? I, I, I think there's no other explanation that I can think of as we speak that explains 100%. Now, I, I, I could be wrong right there. I'm just saying that that explains 100% why they're doing it and when they're doing it, the unfreezing of the accounts. Now, how, how, right, how, how does this manifest itself? And I want to get your thoughts on this. How does it manifest itself? Well, okay, no, it's the who, what, where, and why, right? So the who we got, the what we got, the one we got, right? And now the how. The how is that the Iranians, through their proxies, say, look, we, we, we've got the goods on you, Mr. Biden, and uh, we want you to unfreeze the $10 billion. We want you to do it now. 
But that'll look, that'll look awkward. We, yeah, I know. We want you to look awkward, Mr. President, because we have the goods on you. And we're going to embarrass the frig out of you. You can explain that to the American popula uh, population. That's how. I'll, look, he's easily compromised. The, I, I like that phrase that somebody has been compromised. It means that they are unable to actually officially go forward with their duties. This man is an incredible traitor to the country. He has sold himself out. He's no different than Benedict Arnold. In fact, he's worse than Benedict Arnold because he did it for a lot more money and he sold out a lot more secrets than just the surrendering of West Point. Right. Okay? Let's give it to you. Let's see. Let's see. What do, you, what do you think about this? I agree with you 100%. And I want to add that really soon there's an election. And the last election cycle, Sam Bankman Fried, who surprisingly wasn't prosecuted for any of this because of some mistakes, was giving money to Romney and mostly Democrats for their election campaign. And there's an election coming up. And I don't think an American person is going to write a check to these people. You know, but like the Iranians will and OK, maybe we make it awkward. Maybe you're talking about that and you're not talking. OK, what is he going to use the money for? What is he going to use it for? That's the interesting part of it. Uh, look, I mean, we, this this is like I said, this is what explains everything. Yeah. I, I don't look at the news and just assume that there's an innocent uh, explanation for anything. I ask why people are saying the things that they're saying. And we'll get to Kathy Hochul. We'll get to a lot of other things, too. But uh, people, for example, that the suppressing of the evidence of January 6th, saying that this is somehow a, a national security risk, they don't explain how. They're okay with releasing the, the videotapes that support them, but not, not that. Right? So that's the obvious reason. So I ask the why people say such things. Now, the release of the $10 billion, I think, I don't know that there's any other explanation. I think all of this is going to come out. And you know what I hate, Devin? Yeah. Is that I tend to be right on these things. Oh. And, it, and I hate it. I don't want to be right on these things. Because when I, when I see these things happening, I, I want to be wrong. I really want to be wrong. Um, and this to me is so obvious. And, and why do I say that I hate it to, to think, because I, I don't like Joe Biden for his policies, of course. And I want him to be caught. But the idea that an American president could so easily be so perfidious, so traitorous to our country and do it for money, is, it's, it's so beyond distasteful. It's evil. It, it, it makes you want to vomit that, that your own president could do this. And you don't even have to do it just from Iran, but he definitely did it from China. He definitely did it from Ukraine. So these countries, you know, are, are going to do more like this. Okay, I want to move on, but still within the same topic of the $10 billion. You remember this, uh, this point where uh, the president of the United States went on the, went on the stump, uh, and I think it was about a month ago, shortly after the Hamas attacks. And he goes on and he says that he is uh, giving a warning to those who are against Israel, any other enemies of Israel, you know, just don't, okay? Yeah. Don't take, because we're on to you. We're, we're going we're gonna to do something here about this, I promise you. Anyway, let's hear it from his own words. The Department of Defense has moved the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean and bolstered our fighter aircraft presence. And we stand ready to move in additional assets as needed. Let me say again, to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word, don't. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right? I mean, it just it sends shivers up your spine. I mean, I, you're just like, you got the chills. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's so powerful, that word, don't. You know, and you know that he just knows he's going to be quoted about this, right? He He's just absolutely thrilled. Uh, look at Mr. Tough Guy right there. He's like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Now, Dirty Harry, yeah. right? Uh, you know, all the Westerns that he did, that's who he is right now. That's how tough your president, Joe Biden, is. Okay? Okay. Problem. <laughs> so there have been at least 60, what, 64 attacks against U.S. bases and interests in that region, including Syria and Iraq. Uh, and Lebanon, I believe, uh, and and no one talks about this whatsoever. 
and he's done nothing. So yeah, you know what? They listened to your message of don't, and guess what? They did. <laughs> they just did, yeah. right? Uh, look, and the fact is that Iran is testing him. So okay, fine. Let's let's see how when you will react. So Iran very cleverly, uh, deviously, deceptively, but nevertheless, uh, they send out little missiles here and there, and just not enough to make a full-on invasion, of course, which would prompt an immediate need to declare war or whatever. But they do little attacks, and let's see what the Americans do. The, the big answer is tumbleweeds, nothing, big silence, okay? So I'm going to use the F word with Biden. I, I am. Yeah, no, don't stop me, Devin. Yeah, fickle, all right? I said it. I said it. Yeah, strong words for strong times. <laughs> That's what it is. I, Look, I mean, it, it's so embarrassing to have this president. I mean, the whole don't crap, really. 64 times. Now, what's going to... Look, I told you that this is going to probably escalate. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, I guess about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and that, that's like a lifetime already. Um, it has escalated. Yeah. It's, it's gotten worse. They, now the, uh, the Yemenites have attacked and taken this one a ship in the Red Sea hostage. Uh, they actually filmed everything because that's what, you know, these terrorists du jour do these days. Um, they, they are very excited to show you what they're doing. Um, you know, so look, look how cool they are. They, they sent it back to their friends back home. And, uh, and no, no doubt they, they get all this applause. So they took over this thing, thinking that it was an Israeli ship. But as it turns out, not too many Israelis. In fact, no Israelis. <laughs> this, there was an Israeli who invested in the ship, I think. Uh, so that was good enough. Never mind those details. Now they, they've taken that ship hostage. So they're very proud of themselves. So it is escalating. Uh, Hezbollah is also being much more aggressive in the north, although the Israelis are, are nicely pushing them back. But it's funny. It seems like the Israelis are defending the Americans more than the Americans are are helping the Israelis. Yeah. The, the, the carrier presence in the, the Mediterranean, um, alongside the, the, the border of Lebanon and Israel, that's nice, you know, but what are you, what are you really doing? They, they responded a little bit, but it's just not enough. You've got to take out the bad guys. Yeah. So you, you can get rid of some mosquitoes, that's true, but you gotta clear out the swamp. It's so basic. Anyway, your thoughts. My thoughts are I keep on trying to think positive and I think about, you know, when Iran did absolutely nothing with Jimmy Carter and then Reagan gets elected and he doesn't even have to ask. They can be really big with Biden, but if Trump is elected, Trump won't even have to ask. They will give away their weapons. They'll give away their missiles. They'll give away everything just for peace. And that strength, that's what we need now in America. Beautifully said. I want to move on to uh, this, the concept of what's happening with the Democrats. They're clashing among themselves uh, now regarding Israel. And, and that's not surprising, right? I mean, it, you know, they, they always brag about being unified, at least under Pelosi. And like they all step in line. And everyone's good about this. You know, global warming is a real thing. And, uh, you know, transgenderism is a real thing. Uh, minimum wage is great. Affirmative action is great. Uh, there's the endemic racism everywhere in America. But Israel? Oops. There, there seems to be some division. There seems to be trouble in paradise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> some of them Democrats, they are, they are for Israel, and some, well, they're just against Israel. Now, riddle me that, Batman. I don't know how, how to explain that. I just don't. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it's a head scratcher, right? No, you and I know when it comes to Israel, uh, as I said on my, I, I did a radio show with KRLA recently again, and I said, look, Israel is Ralph from Lord of the Flies. That's what, that's what it is. And nobody wants to be with Ralph because Ralph talks about working hard and organization and standards. Nope. Most of the world, it turns out, wants to be like Jack. They want barbarism. They like the, the primitivism. They like to not think. They'd like to not work. They want to just pray to the nature gods and so on. That's the way it is. And the Democrats, uh, a very large portion of them, 
uh, hate Israel because Israel stands for those things I just mentioned. They don't believe in God at all. I mean, I, I, I think, I think it, would, it goes without saying that the vast majority of people who declare themselves to be atheists are, are Democrats, right? I, mean, I, I would be very surprised if you showed me a poll otherwise. Uh, I know that there are some Republicans that are, that are uh, not fans of God. I, I get that. It's always, you know, I, I don't quite understand it, but I know that they exist. And I know a couple of them myself, but they're a very small portion. So here they are. They, they're fighting Israel and the Democrats just are, are befuddled, especially the Jewish Democrats. They're, they're very surprised. Now, look, uh, I always say, and I want to make this very clear, among the Jews who are very, very observant, like myself, uh, like uh, Dennis Prager, like Ben Shapiro, uh, like a lot of people that you may not even know are very observant, they are to a T conservative. Okay, you can you can bank on you can bank on their vote better than you can an evangelical Christian vote. Okay. However, when you get to the non-observant Jew, meaning people who not only don't go to synagogue, that's where you find a lot of your <clears throat> Democrats. Now, that does that's not to say that <clears throat> you can be secular and non-observant Jew <clears throat> and and not be a Republican. In fact, I, I would consider yourself like that, Devin. You're, you're not particularly observant, no. uh, but you are Jewish yeah. and you are a staunch conservative. So, but I'm saying among, among the ones that are not, um, who are, are Democrats, they tend to be not, not observant. Right. Okay, so th there's, a, there's a fine line there. So the observant Jews are very staunchly conservative. So, in fact, the more they are, the, the more the ones with the black hats and the curls and everything else and the davening and... and uh, the praying and all that, those guys are all pro-Trump. They love Trump. Yeah. Okay? And that, that's awesome. Now, the reason why I bring it up is uh, the Democrats are really befuddled because they do love Israel. A lot of them, the, the Jewish Democrats, like Israel. Yeah. They want Israel to succeed. They may have friends in Israel. They have relatives in Israel. Got it. And here they see these, their fellow Democrats chanting, river to the sea, river to the sea, uh, tearing down those kidnapped uh, posters, uh, and otherwise hearing that uh, Israel is a genocidal country, that it is an apartheid country, and that it uh, is killing women and children. Okay, and and not only that, but they're now saying that uh, Israel fabricated the whole October seventh thing. That's that's a new thing. Yeah, you'll yeah. see. Uh, it's, 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 it's like Holocaust denialism. It's now it's October seven denialism or whatever they're going to call it. Point is that it's happening. And if you are a Jewish Democrat, or for that matter, any Democrat that supported Israel, um, that must be very um, cognitive dissonance, co cognitive, cognitively dissonant for you. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. For we Republicans, uh, that's one of the major reasons why I left the Democrat Party is because I looked toward my Republican colleagues and I said, you know, they're, they're pretty awesome about Israel. They must understand the difference between right and wrong. I like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and just to say that, just to call back to the beginning, the people in Congress who are most likely to support Israel, I think, en masse in a group, the January 6th defendants. And when you treat Americans and you try to destroy them, there might be a time when you find out that, hey, these people are on our side on this and that. And it, that destruction, that separation of all Americans is so apparent here. And the anti-Semitism that's on the left, especially within colleges and all that is so disturbing and so disgusting. And it wasn't like, you know, the 1930s when this is the first time this has happened, even though it wasn't like, we know how this goes. Yeah, that's a, it's a fantastic segue actually to, I want to talk about well, Kathy Hochul the governor of New York, who is now addressing that rise of anti-Semitism that you're talking to. But no, 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 she can't let us have it. She can't just talk about anti-Semitism. It has to be lumped in with all other forms of hate because we're against all, all hate. We are. And it doesn't matter that, you know, you're 55%, maybe 60% of all the hate crimes out there, uh, and, you know, meaning uh, Jews are victims yeah. of, of that. 
Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, let's, you know, the 10% that might be, you know, Asian hate or 10% might be uh, anti-Muslim hate, they've got to be lumped in. You, you can never have your day as a Jew, okay? Yeah. You just can't. And, and that, that, that pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, BLM, Black Lives Matter, right? They, they got so upset when you said all lives matter, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. yeah. He said, oh, that, that really, you know, and, and then we understood them. You, you, you said that you shouldn't be saying all lives matter because it dilutes the message of what blacks in America are going through. It's a different setting. We are being targeted. Please don't lump us in with your, your yes, all lives matter, but we want to focus on black lives matter. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I understand that. Now, putting that aside, the corruption of BLM, the organization, and putting aside, of course, that the uh, mostly peaceful protests were not at all mostly peaceful, Put that all aside. I'm talking about the actual message that they were trying to say. And it's about messaging of which I now speak. Uh, and that's Kathy Hochul saying that we need to focus on everything. Let's, let's hear her from this idiot's own mouth. Okay. New Yorkers are afraid. If they have family or friends in Israel, in Gaza, other places, they're afraid for their safety. Yeah, so, so right out of the gate. She talks about friends in Israel and friends in Gaza, right? So now both the, the, uh, the, the allies and the Nazis both deserve our sympathies. You see, that's, that's, might as well say the same thing. Let's continue from this idiot. Uh, at home, many people are wrestling with the fear for the first time ever sometime in their lives of being the victim of a hate crime. I wish I could tell you these concerns were misplaced. But tragically, the data all across America is showing that hate crimes have surged in the last six weeks. Since October 7th, there has been a 400% increase in threats against Jews, Muslims, and Arabs. And make no mistake, we've not stood idly by. Okay, so, okay, so the 400% increase against Jews, Muslims, and Arabs, okay? What she's not telling you is that that of the 400, 366 <laughs> is against Jews. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you can add that little extra for, uh, you know, now it's 400. But if you look at it that way, yeah, she's right about that. But she, see how she lumps it in? Yeah. She, she doesn't parse out the fact that of all those hate crimes, increased or otherwise, 50 to 60% are against Jews. Yeah. That's the... That's the chokhmah. Well, we say it in Hebrew means like, like, like that's the dastardly part, yeah. right? Yeah, and just to add to that, like uh, Jews, Muslims, and Arabs. Okay, the Arabs who aren't Muslims, they're Christian. Uh, yeah, they're getting hate crimes from the Muslims. The Baha'i, the Zoroastrians, they're getting hate crimes yeah. from the Muslims. And the Jewish Arabs, they're getting hate crimes from the Muslims. The Muslims are not so sure about. That's a good point. By the way, there are, there are no Jewish Arabs anymore. Uh, there's no such thing really as Jewish Arabs. So I, I think you mean Jews who lived in Syria, lived in Lebanon, lived in right. Iraq for that matter. But, but practically speaking, there are no Jews yeah. living in those countries anymore, okay. which, you know, <laughs> Israel has a tremendous amount of diversity of, of Arabs from different people. And, and there's 20% of the population is Arab. Uh, and, and uh, you know, a huge other amount are from all over the world. But Israel is the the apartheid country. It's the racist country, right? Yeah. We're not kicking out anybody. They're kicking out every Jew. And, and, and not only that, but every Christian too. Yeah. Goodbye Christian community in Egypt. It doesn't exist anymore. Goodbye Jewish community in Syria, Iraq, all the other places. They don't exist there anymore. So, but anyway, she's playing the same game here. And she doesn't say the actual important stuff here. Is that the, the vast majority of, of the victim crimes are from, uh, you know, against Jews. It reminds me of a time, and I don't want to pat myself too much on the back here, but I was in a school when I graduated in a public school, um, and they had never had anyone get in to a decent school, like a really named recognition uh, college. And I did pretty well in my career. I, I ended up going to Stanford. And in addition to getting into Stanford, I got into a lot of other good schools, as you might imagine. I mean, I, yeah. the chances of me only getting to Stanford and not getting into, let's say, Georgetown or North Ada, 
I'm going to get into some decent schools if I got into Stanford, right? right? So I got into like these 10 fantastic schools, Georgetown, Northwestern. And uh, so I, I, again, that's a brag. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> and I was the only student. There was one other kid who got into West Point. Uh, and that was, it was history making for the school, yeah. right? So they, they had a, a, a newsletter, a bulletin that they sent out to the American community. This was in, in Germany, by the way. I, I went to an American public school in Germany. And uh, anyway, they sent it to the American community, and they were proudly saying all the schools our kids got into. <laughs> and it was just me and one other kid. <laughs> it was hysterical. And, and that's what the same thing is here, right? I mean, so I'm bringing this back. She, she's trying to say all these hate crimes, but the reality is the Jews are the ones who are the victims of the vast, vast majority of these hate crimes. Yeah. And, and she won't let them have it. I mean, that, that's, it's, it's despicable. Now, why she does that? Uh, perhaps she doesn't want to draw attention because then she, she'll get uh, you know, tagged as somebody who's pro-Israel and, and biased in favor of Israel. Uh, you can't have that. You know, in New York, you know, the, what is the second largest Jewish population in the, in the world? <laughs> it's, a, it's obscenely, yeah. not obscenely, it's, it's, the, the, the numbers are huge uh, in, in Israel. So... Uh, in New York. Anyway, that's, that's her game. Uh, but you got to expect that from this crowd. But here's, here's an, another person who is out of touch with reality, uh, and that is uh, your girlfriend, uh, Candace Owens. I don't know why you went out with her. Can you explain that to me? What, what was it? I mean, I, she's pretty and all, but was there a reason why you went out with her? She wore me down. You know, I kept on saying, no, Candace, no. And she was like, no, no, we're dating. And I was like, I, I, I finally relented. It was, yeah. All right. So as you can see, she obviously doesn't have good judgment because she dated Devin. <laughs> and you're about to see more uh, poor judgment from Candace Owens. Anyway, she said two ridiculous things uh, coming out. Let's, let's take the first one. The, the first one is one that you may not have heard. Uh, but just take a listen. My grandfather grew up in a segregated South. And so when I'm walking mm -hmm. through Jerusalem and you see, and they say these are the Muslim quarters, this is where the Muslims are right. allowed to live, that doesn't mm -hmm. feel like a bastion of freedom to me. Um, so I, I guess... Oh, I, I don't think it's where they're allowed to live in Jerusalem. I think it's that there are there's an Armenian quarter. It's not saying the Armenians can only live here. It's that there are communities, just like there's a... Uh, Jewish community in, in Jersey here, and there's a Muslim community in here. I don't think, you know. Yeah, so she, he, he corrected her. I don't know who this guest was. But, but what an idiotic thing for her to say. Yeah. The Muslim quarters. First of all, it's not quarters. Like, you know, th this is where the barracks where you should live. Yeah. It's called the Muslim quarter, singular. It's literally a fourth. Armenian, there's a Christian quarter, there's a Jewish quarter. These are just areas. Like Chinatown, okay? You wouldn't say that Chinese people can only work and live here in Chinatown because, you know, you're Chinese after all. Therefore, you belong in Chinatown and Kore Koreans belong in Koreatown. Can't you get it straight? Why, why is that so hard for you to learn, Devin Goodman? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really, really ribbing you today. It's just not fair. I, I bet you can't work under these conditions. Anyway, the, the idiocy of this. Look, does she, she works for the Daily Wire. And uh, hopefully she won't be working there soon enough, but because you'll hear what else she has to say, genius. <laughs> but you would think that she would talk to some Jewish people, for example, at the Daily Wire. Who else might be Jewish uh, in the Daily Wire? I don't know. Maybe Ben Shapiro? Yeah. <laughs> her, her colleague there at, at the Daily Wire? No, she didn't even bother. Like, why didn't she say, Ben, what's the deal with the Muslim Quarter? Am I misunderstanding something here? No, she... She hears the word and she decides what it means and she runs with it. Right. And, and she has a very strong opinion about it. You, but you can see that she's looking to make Israel look bad. Yeah. There's a new Candace Owens in town. New sheriff. Okay? Now, in case you thought this was just a slip up, and I, I really like the way this guy responded. I mean, he, he really set her straight without even having to think too much. Uh, listen to this other thing that she says, and this is about... Nikki Haley, and I don't know quite why she chooses Nikki Haley, but here you go. Well, I am here today to endorse Nikki Haley for president of Israel. I think she's earned that. I think Bibi Netanyahu is going through a very bad time right now, 
support for Israel has virtually collapsed socially. If you're paying attention to the trends, you're paying attention to what people are watching, you're paying attention to the protests. And the one person that I think is capable of getting it back is Nikki Haley with enough money from foreign interest lobbies. So there it is, guys. I'm endorsing Nikki Haley, president of Israel. Okay, so this is uh, discussed on a couple of levels, and, and it's, it's nuanced. Okay, so first of all, she says how we need to pay attention to the protests. In other words, she, she, she's giving legitimacy to these protests. They, they must be right because there's so many people yelling and screaming. Well, they must be right. Yes. Right? And then she talks about that there's always money behind support for Israel. There's lobbies. That's, that's code, anti-Semitic code. That's, that's what they say. You know, it's, it's the Jews and their money and their persuading abilities. That's anti-Semitism. Okay? And she got sucked into this vortex. Now, I have to say, I defended her previously against those who said that she was just an opportunist and that she had become a conservative because uh, she had been a liberal and people just didn't trust her sudden change of heart into conservatism. And what's up with that? And she has a backstory that was believable to me. And she made many good arguments, uh, but then it became clear to me, at least just recently, that she indeed was an opportunist. My friends were right and I was wrong. Okay, this is not about predictions, by the way. My judgment of her was wrong. Um, and, and I think a lot of people were fooled. A lot of people thought this woman is amazing. But this, she really misstepped here. Uh, and she stepped into it. How about that? Yeah. Um, and I will never look at her the same way again. Uh, ben Shapiro right away, uh, I think he said what, what she said was dis disgraceful. Yeah. He used that word. Uh, he said this in an open mic. Uh, he was you know, in a public setting. It was picked up. What she said it was disgraceful. This faux sophistication of hers claiming that she knows what's going on in Israel and now telling you how to think about it. Uh, despicable. Really. Yeah. And so Ben called it out right away. I, I do know Ben. Uh, ben and I are friends. Uh, and I'm glad he handled it so quickly. The question is whether or not uh, he, she will be fired from Daily Wire or asked to politely leave or to resign. Yeah. I don't know what the circumstances are at the Daily Wire, if she has some sort of contract with them that where she can't be fired. I don't know. But I would think that she'd be asked to leave pretty soon. And I could definitely see it being the other way that she wants to get out of the contract. <laughs> and then so she's pushing in high gear. And I'm so sick of like, you have an invasion, you have horrors that no, I couldn't even predict. And I like to think of myself as sophisticated and seeing the dark side, but I, I am way too naive and innocent to predict that any one of the thousands of horrors that happened on October 7th could possibly happen and to even consider taking the other side be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know i like hummus so let's let's do this it's it's insane insane is right uh a new uh topic to, to talk about but it's very related i don't know if you saw this this new trend to uh, this the bin laden bin laden letter to america uh, apparently he sent a letter to america open letter of course um, and it was reposted, rediscovered, and I think it was The Guardian that uh, dug it up again and, and sent it out to the world. And now, I don't know how many millions of people have retweeted it and said, you know what, Bin Laden really makes a good point. And, you know, 2000, 2001, 9-11, uh, of course, uh, was more than 20 years ago now, and the whole generation has grown up since then, as well as, you know, before then. And, uh, you know, they, they've been taught so many horrific things about America. America is a racist country. It's a colonial uh, enterprise and such. And these people believe what Bin Laden said. Every, everything resonates for them. It, 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 it's, it rings true to them. He's a man of truth. He, he's, he's speaking truth to power from the grave, as it were. His watery, shallowy grave. Barnacles eating him up. Uh, I hope so, at least. Anyway, uh, that, that is, it's terrifying to me that they, they think this way. 
Let, let's take an example of one guy or one woman that, that has spoken and opined about the genius of this Bin Laden letter, okay? So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will, will never look at this country the same. I will never... I, please read it. Anyway, so this is a, a major TikTok influencer. I don't even want to give her name. Um, she just looks stupid. I mean, it's a, it, it, to, to read this, please read this as if somehow uh, this information has been withheld from her. You know, like, like the January 6th tapes have been withheld <laughs> from us. You know, and I, now all of a sudden there's yeah. truth to power. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's tragically stupid. Um, but they, these are the kind of people that you're actually dealing with. They, they don't know anything about Israel. They don't know anything about uh, Hamas. They, they are pretending that the Hamas attacks didn't even happen now, as we mentioned before. Uh, so it's pretty pathetic. It, it, you're, you're getting into a, a culture that uh, not only twists everything, but they just literally know nothing. Nothing. And I, I, they don't know that America declared independence in 1776. They don't know that we declared independence from Britain, of all the countries. They, I mean, just test it. If you, if you think that I'm off my rocker, go to the average person on the street, especially Democrats. If you know Democrats, uh, ask your Democrat friend who is younger than 40. Just ask him, what year did America declare independence? You, you'll be shocked how few of them know. They'll, they'll look to the sky, and they'll take some guesses. They heard about Boston Tea Party. When was that? It was around that time, right? That, that, those are the smarter ones. A lot of people say 1945. I mean, that's how crazy it is. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. Now, to that point, uh, you've got Gavin Newsom himself, who tweets uh, that a new Tennessee law that doesn't allow sex uh, and nudity in public, that's all it says. This new law says you cannot have sex and nudity in public. Now, you would think, you know, you wouldn't have to write that, but apparently life is happening at a faster pace than we would like. <laughs> and so they have to make laws, you know, to, to stop people from doing things that are obvious. For example, if there's suddenly a trend of people, you know, stabbing people only in the right eye, uh, which you didn't think you'd have to make a law about, but now you have to make a law saying don't stab people in the right eye, yeah. okay? And eat it for breakfast, okay? Whatever. I mean, that, that sort of thing. You don't do that. Yeah. You know, so, so now we have this law in Tennessee that says you, you should not have sex and nudity in public, okay? Thank you. Have a nice day. Just don't do that crap. And so, we, so Gavin Newsom interprets that to mean that that would mean banning homosexuality. <laughs> I just, he said, Tennessee just banned, passed a law banning homosexuality. Like, where does it say that? Yeah. Right? This is the same thing as uh, the don't say gay bill. Yeah. That's what they claimed. It said it didn't, didn't even have the word gay in it or homosexual in it. It simply said, don't teach this crap. But that's how they interpreted it. So they, they want to demonize the law. And then when you point it out, they'll say, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That was, that was six months ago. Right. right? But the, the lie will travel halfway across the world. And the truth is not even getting its pants on. It can't because they're shouting it down. They're angered that, even, that you even have pants. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the, the most horrible thing is how homophobic is that? Like, it's like saying, like, you cannot have sex with a six-year-old or below child. Oh, no, you're anti-gay. Wait, what? Like, are you accusing gay people of that? Like, gay people don't walk around naked having sex with each other in public all the time, except for the a-holes that even the gay people are against. Yeah. You'd like to think that, uh, you know, th there's not a need for this. So uh, he's either outright lying or he's saying, well, you know, the sexual acts in, in public uh, are the same as, uh, you know, are, are done mostly by, by gay men um, and, and nudity for that matter. Therefore, it's really selectively enforcing against the, the gays there. Well, if, if that's the case, then okay, then be selective. But, but he did, the law says don't have sex in public. Yeah. But because it's mostly done by gays, that therefore it's anti-gay? Come on. 
come on. Yeah. Uh, and then there was some um, a concert uh, promoter. No, no, sorry, a, a, an actual a trans, yeah, there was a trans uh, musician in concert said, I want people to have sex during my concerts. I want to see that. And, and they do, they start having it. <laughs> and De Devin is against that. No, nope. I thought you were for that. Nope. No, okay. Nope. Yes, sir. I, you are I so. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't pin you down on any of these I things. Like the Democrat. Party. Yes, yeah, you. I, I, <laughs> what is up is down with you every day. <laughs> seems like I seems like a, such a smart fellow. <laughs> anyway, that's that's Gavin Newsom for you, and he's also going to have this. I don't know if you heard this. He's going to have a debate with uh, DeSantis, uh, governor against governor, of course. Um, and uh, I mean, how is he going to debate that? I mean, he's going to, he's going to talk fast. Newsom is a very fast talker yeah. and he'll say, we've got the, the, the highest rates. We have the, the best economy of, of the world, fifth greatest economy. Florida can, can't compete to that. Uh, but okay. Yeah. But you're, you're running on fumes, baby. Yeah. And everyone's leaving you to come to my state right. is what DeSantis would correctly say. Look, DeSantis is a fantastic governor. There's no doubt. I just want him to stay governor yeah. for the next uh, two, no, three years, I guess. Uh, yeah, keep it going, man, because yeah. we need you. Yeah. Um, but and then 2028, we welcome you with open arms. Okay. But whatever. Uh, it's strange times, my friend. Very strange. Uh, you've got uh, also this um, uh, this comment from Trump saying that. These people who are against Israel and such, he called them vermin. Okay. And the whole uh, internet blew up because that's what Hitler said. He said the word vermin when it came to Jews and other quote unquote undesirable people. You know, therefore, you know, he's just <laughs> like Hitler. <laughs> like, well, Hitler also used the word and once in a while. He also had a mustache. So people, mustaches, you know, they're just like Hitler. I mean, it, it's silly. It, he's using vermin in the correct context. Right. I, I think Hamas is vermin. How about that? 100%. Okay. It, yeah. Does that, why is that wrong? If I said rodents or rats or filthy people, I, why is that wrong? Yeah. But because Hitler said it, therefore it's just like Hitler. It's, it's so obscene, this, this grab. Anyway, Trump, of course, they're going after him so hard. Yeah. So many of my Democrat friends are saying, you know, he's really not the right guy for you. You're, you're going to lose. You, you really need to focus on one of those other candidates. They, they, they seem so much more impressive, Nikki Haley in particular. And uh, you should really go behind, you know, you know, back her. And I think, you know, if, if you think that Trump is such a non-starter for 2024, then why are you doing so much to destroy him? Yeah. Why, why do you, four indictments in four weeks the timing of it is extremely suspicious, and none of these cases have any real legal merit to it. They, they know it. They know it. It's all targeted against him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, all the demonizing and the use of the word vermin and everything else. They, 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 and then they have these uh, uh, the lawsuits trying to say that he should not be on the ballot in certain states. I forget which the most recent one was. And, of course, thankfully, I think it was Colorado, uh, the judge said, no, he, he's going to remain on the ballot. Nevertheless, she's still proclaimed him to be an insurrectionist, you know, <laughs> so just, just to throw that out there. Uh, but nevertheless, why, why would they do this? If, if they really thought he was not such a threat to their uh, existence, yeah. then they wouldn't be doing any of these things. Uh, let, let's do a thought experiment. And I've said this before, but it's, it bears repeating. If Trump had never announced that he's running for president for 2024, uh, and that he just wants to retire, wants to golf a lot, wants to spend time with his family, wants to focus on his real estate, uh, and, and didn't even want to get involved in politics and doesn't want to be kingmaker, doesn't want to give interviews. You think for a moment they would pursue these indictments and all these lawsuits against him? Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course not. But they're so, the D word. Yeah. You know where I'm going with that. Right. Don't make me say it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it. Disingenuous. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. I yeah. went there. <laughs> tough crowd. It's tough times. <laughs> tough words for tough times, my friend. Tough times. Uh, okay, one last thing, because this is fascinating. I just, uh, Megan Rapinoe. Oh. Now, you went out with her also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go out with her at the same time as you went out with Candace Owens? Because uh -huh. that would have been awkward. 
I'm the reason why she became gay. <laughs> she was like, nope. <laughs> That's right. uh, De- I don't know if you heard that. De- Devin said he, that, that, uh, that Devin is the reason why she became gay. Yeah. That's very, very sweet. No, you are far more handsome than, than she is, uh, whatever you want to call her. I don't know. She's, she's hideous to me in every way. I mean, she's not attractive. Uh, she's certainly not, you know, intellectually attractive, and she's despicable in terms of her attitude against America while representing America. I'm so surprised. Anyway, so she, getting her just desserts, uh, plays for, what, eight minutes in some sort of practice, I think it was, for one of the major games. Right. And she seriously injures herself so that she cannot play. Yeah. And uh, she gives a, a, a speech uh, after the, the, the game, whatever, I think they lost. Um, and she, she says it's because, you know, if, if there is a God, I don't know, she didn't artfully phrase, but she basically said, if there is a God, this is proof that there is no God. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. Because God would protect you because you're just like so awesome. You're Megan Rapinoe. And, and God wouldn't do this. So clearly there's no God. That's proof of atheism right there. Right. It really is. Yeah. All my books, poof. I, what I, now I see the reality, you know, it's, I, I've had a, a what is it? Um, uh, a moment, one of those, uh, okay. epiphanies. Yeah. You know, just like I, I realized Candace Owens is, is not a good person after all. I now realize that I was wrong. The atheism is real. Yeah. There's no God okay. uh, up until now, you know, all of my free will arguments, my consciousness, the fine tuning of the universe, the existence of love, humor, storytelling, uh, all, all the other things that are you can't explain by evolution, the Cambrian explosion, and all that stuff. No, 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 no. I've just been disproven. Yeah. Because Megan Rapinoe, she wouldn't have lost. She wouldn't have gotten injured like that because God is was on her side, right? Yeah. And, and how do you, I mean? Look, I, I have an answer to that. When when people both think that God is on their side when it comes to uh, sporting events, so somebody's going to lose, right? right? So. Uh, do, do, does a losing party always say, well, I guess there's no God, <laughs> right? I, no serious Christian or Jew would say when, when they lose a, a, a matter like that, a, a game like that, they would say that, that they have to win in order for them to believe in God. Right. They would say, I, I just, I want to do right by God. I want to play the best I can and do the right thing in this game. And whatever it is, it is. Just bring out the best of me. God, please. Exactly. And the question is like, not is God on your side, but are you on God's side? And I think Rapino really was trying to say she is not a God. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> She's anyway. She this uh, this woman is so full of herself, and uh, you know what? What a great way to end her career. Um, and, and she looked so foolish. And not only that, but she said it in a very inarticulate way. If there is a God, then there's no God. You know, I mean, you know, riddle me that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I don't get it. All right, folks, listen, uh, may we all bring prayers to Israel uh, and see that she succeeds against these monsters called Hamas and Hezbollah and that, and that God shine a light upon all these protesters and, and make them understand the 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 wonders of Israel and the need for Israel, that, God, that Israel is just, um, and it is a light onto the nations. It is a great for the Christian world, and thank God for the Christians. The rubber has met the road, as, I, as I've always said, and they have been very, very supportive. Thank you to all my Christian listeners. Uh, you are truly a blessing, as you see Israel to be a blessing unto you. All right, folks, uh, please go check out my book, uh, Keeping the Kids All Right. It's doing very well. would love for you to read it, uh, give it a review, hopefully five stars on Amazon, um, and uh, keep the, the faith going on that one. Spread the good word about this. It's really an important book. You'll like the book. It's funny. It's uh, insightful and meaningful. That, that's all that matters, right? Uh, it's also on Audible, so you might like that a lot. Um, and in addition, in addition, one last request, please go ahead and and uh, refer this show, the podcast. Turn this uh, podcast on to your friends. And uh, let's see if we can uh, really massively uh, increase the listenership of this. It's doing very well as it is. I'm not complaining, but uh, it'd be nice to make this uh, even bigger than it is. All right, folks, Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless. And we'll talk with you next week. Bye.